When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wolf Dog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. And let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hi, guys. All right, folks. Well, as we said, we have lots to talk about this Friday. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, news tends to drop right after we <laughs> oh, upload an episode. It's just it's inevitable. Just- it's just, it's what happens. It's how it's done, folks. That's how the yep. professionals do it. That's how we do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've got but lots it, of... I feel like the, the natural response is, okay, then start recording a day later. Just push it back. doesn't matter. If we started well, recording then on we'll Tuesdays, be late. news yeah, then we'll would be drop late Wednesdays. On you know what I mean? No, Early or still, late. Yeah, there's no fixing it. It's just It's an imperfect system. We just have to go with it. Um, but as always, we've got a Craig experience and a bold beat lined up for you guys. Uh, But let's start it off. Obviously, the big news, the 53-man roster has been solidified um, as of today. It might have changed. I mean, there's a lot of guys getting cut around the league. Practice squads getting all flipped around. Practice squads getting picked up, all that jazz. So this may change. But as it stands right now, we're talking about the 53-man roster that dropped on Tuesday. Um, First, looking at some of the notable cuts, uh, Christian Covington, defensive lineman. When I saw this, I was like, Fajoko's in. Yeah, it's done. As soon yeah. as I saw Covington, that, I kind of was shocked, honestly, when I saw Covington's name come up right on, you know, on Twitter, a whole bunch of people were blasting it out. I was like, all right, Fajoko's then. Let's go. Yep. And, yep, and, and in reality, song. Christian Covington's been nothing but a backup for us the whole time. We kind of brought him in right. super late last year because we looked at our D-line depth. We're like, wow, yeah, this ain't it. And it's crazy how different our defensive line looks this year compared to last year. Completely the, different. The carryover is... Tillery, which and Fajoko, <laughs> well, Fajoko wasn't even on the fifty-three. Like our yeah, he fifty-three, was on, he, is, he would jump back and forth. Yeah, he wasn't pretty much there. Tillery. So, and right, not many of us really even want Tillery on that fifty-three. <laughs> no, yeah. so it's a drastic change. And cutting Covington is kind of that that cherry on top of like this is a fresh start. We're going in it brand new. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't believe that he had eight years experience. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was in the league for quite that long. Yeah, um, cutting a vet. Yeah, well, this player, you would have thought we would have cut, you know, the number one wide receiver, Michael Bandy, wide wide receiver. Obviously, we all want to hold on to, you know, as many players as we possibly can, but the rule is 53 players. And when the rule is 53, you got to make some tough choices. And Michael Bandy was one of those guys. Um, Hopefully, he comes back to the practice squad, but there's a good chance another team's going to pick him up. He just did too well in the preseason. Like, I think a lot of people are bummed out at this because he was the most productive thing this Mm offseason. So, as fans, we 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 kind of a short term memories in certain ways, and I do too. But like, (laughs) he's the he's been the best part of the Chargers the last three games. So when you see that, you're like, oh shit! But we haven't seen Keenan. We haven't seen Mike. We haven't seen the guys that we all paid our money to come and see. The boys. I'm bummed that he's not there. I think I'm scared he's going to be one of those guys that goes on another team, becomes a starter right away, and goes crazy. But it's just the way, I guess. 
well, it's you just, know why? It's hard. Like we're we keep fans, carrying these why. three quarterbacks, yeah. <laughs> and it just feels like there's people on here that I would rather have on our team than a guy that's just going to sit and do nothing the entire season, like mm-hmm. the entire season. Like yeah. a Mark Webb or a Michael Bandy, I just feel like should be on the team as opposed to carrying Easton Stick or Chase Daniels for really no reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mark Webb was also a notable cut. I mean, it's been a while since we've cut a guy that we that we drafted. In recent years, we seem to have held on to the, all the guys that we drafted and held them throughout their tenure. Uh, Mark Webb ended up not being one of those guys, um, as was Joe Reed. Joe Reed is another wide receiver, got cut. Gabe Neighbors, another guy we drafted, got cut. Um, yeah, that's the one that I'm kind of bummed out about. We we've had a lot of episodes where we got to talk about him and his you know love affair with uh, Justin Herbert and right. him being the protein fairy and you know taking mm-hmm. care of him, making him shakes, making him meals, right? You know, we've keeping his spirits up. We've that's had fun that, with Gabe. That's gone. I, I'm now I'm curious to see if you know our new fullback is going to step in and replace that. I doubt it, but. It's just kind of sad in that aspect of it, you know, friends not being on yeah. being on the team together. Also, Cole Christensen was killing it in the preseason. He led the team in tackles. He was all over the place. I mentioned him on the Tuesday episode. He Sayonara, sweet prince, Cole Christian. I'm sure he'll land on the practice squad. And that's a good depth piece for one of these running backs. Is inevitably going to get hurt, it seems like, on our team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, he should land it. It's the guy that I don't that the Michael Bandy's the one that I'm worried. I just don't think he's going to make it to the practice squad. I think someone's going to find a spot for him somewhere. It's I a valid so concern. Too. Yeah. Um, I, and this other guy, sad to see him get cut. The guy with tree trunks for legs, Jamal Davis, our sweet, sweet boy, did not make the <laughs> make the team. Uh, neither did Amike Igbule. Uh, I think he, I, we drafted Amike Igbule, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's another draft guy. pick out of Houston. Third year, third cutting year a lot of draft picks, which again, yeah. I'm not opposed to if they feel that that's the right move. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, talent in some of these positions, but just not something we're used to seeing uh, from, right. from the Chargers team. Hey, but um, we guess what we're not doing? We're not cutting first round picks we made last year. Am I right? You guys know what all <laughs> wink, I'm talking wink. about. For correct. Alex yeah. Leatherwood. <laughs> Wink, yeah, wink. Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was fun to watch. That's actually. hard. That's hard as a fan. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. That is a swing and a miss. <laughs> Man, that whole that whole regime that just left just absolutely laid an egg in every way you can put it. Like, just terrible drafts. Like, I don't hire ESPN analysts to be your GM. No, I'll stick line, to, the, yeah, right. don't do it. Um, and just to fire off some of these other names that we let go, uh, Joe Gaziano, Kamon Hall, Hunter Campmoyer, Eric Krumenhoek, uh, Jason Moore Jr., and Foster Sorrell, and Brandon Sebastian. I think Brandon Sebastian was the one that you were kind of, yeah. That's okay. Mildly rooting for. Obviously, no, we're not, we don't fan. want, you know. Wish him luck. Maybe he'll get better and exactly. get on another, another practice squad. Exactly. So looking at the actual 53-man roster, quarterback, obviously, Justin Herbert, Chase Daniel, Easton Stick. Running backs, we're looking at Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, and Isaiah Spiller. So all four. I forgot about that, too. All four four of those guys. The the question is, there's been a lot of names kind of floating around, and maybe this happens by the time this actually comes out, is Larry Roundtree is that fourth running back. If there's somebody that becomes available that is a bit more exciting mm-hmm. who knows what happens with that position you know what i mean well i saw marlon mack got cut by the texans there's yeah. guys out like marlon there's mack, guys that Sony are michelle yeah. yeah there's there's some names in the in the running back room my only, i mean i don't know what kind of cap space we have anymore i feel like we're going to start roaming into the negative if we start making any other big signings but obviously if these guys are getting cut they were we not going to be able a to big, get them on they're the not, they're not going to be a big signing <laughs> yeah they're not going to cost a lot of money yeah, no, yeah. league minimum so fingers crossed there's some wiggle room in our in our cap space. Uh wide receivers, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, and Mike Williams. These obviously aren't Saw in order of coming. like first string to last string. But uh yeah, I mean five wide receivers. These are all solid guys, all guys that we wanted to make the team. Um tight ends, Gerald Everett, Trey McKitty, and Donald Parham. So this right here, this makes me think that Donald's gonna be ready to go pretty soon. Yeah, like I feel confident. Wait, is he that, not ready to go now? Well, he's been hurt the last few weeks. He hasn't. Yeah, he wasn't very practicing much. at training camp, so um, that was a concern. But and that I wasn't think, head. That had nothing to do with no, the no. It was leg stuff. I think, yeah, and okay. then he, uh, you know, the fact that they went with three means he's ready to go. So hopefully, we'll see these three guys and they can stay on the field and stay healthy. Absolutely, good point. Um, offensive lineman nine 
Count them. Will Clapp. Nine. Matt Filer, Brendan Hymas, Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley, Storm Norton, Trey Pipkins, Jamari Salier, and Rashawn Slater. Save the best for last. That's right. Uh, on the defensive side, defensive line, as we mentioned, looking completely different. Braden so, so crazy how I, this different is, this is. Yeah, this is absolutely completely re- renovated. Braden Fajoko, Morgan Fox, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Tito Abonia, and Jerry Tillery. Can we name the six from last year? Justin Justin Jones. Justin Jones. Who else was Linval, out there? Linval, Linval Joseph. Linval Joseph. Uh, Christian Cummington. Christian Cummington. Cummington. Um, Braden would jump on there. Joe Gaziano. Joe Gaziano. Yeah. Braden was in and out. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. I think that was five. I mean, that's Justin Jones and Linval were the two big boys. The two big departures. But yeah, yeah that's completely overall. It's Jerry Tillery is the, really the, the only guy that's the, sticking around. Exactly. Yeah. That that was so clearly what we saw as fans, the run defense and them not being able to contain and close the gaps interior, and just yeah. take the... De- totally re- totally address this offseason. Yeah. And hopefully Jerry Tillery can be that change of pace, passing down, maybe get some pressure because... That's just about what he's good for right now as an interior pass rush specialist. And maybe he has some juice if he's coming off the bench. Well, and that's he, what we he, hope. He yeah, flashes. We've, we've seen him flash and have great plays. It's just when he's on the field for 90% of the snaps, that's when he falls apart. Hopefully, I'm just trying to, you know, we're the shamelessly we're, positive. Yeah, we're being Hopefully, Come on. He'll, he'll find a, a niche that he can really, you know, flex his muscle in and get really good. And come in not all the time, maybe play 40, 30, 40% of the plays, yeah. if that, and then kind of see, you know, see what happens. My, my, yeah, absolutely. My hope is we're talking about it being a completely different line besides Jerry Tillery. Now we've got all these other guys, arguably more talented guys than what we had last year. Hopefully that raises Jerry Tillery's playing ability as well. Yeah. If he's surrounded yeah. by better talent, maybe that raises his stock as well. 100%. Um, Looking at the outside linebackers, we've got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Chris Rumpf, and Kyle Van Noy. Kyle like Van Noy. Van Noy. Inside linebackers, Kenneth Murray, Nick Neiman, Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga, Troy Reader, and well Drew Tranquil. Yep. We all expected these last two. We absolutely expected these. Where they were going to put Kyle Van Noy in terms of where it landed. On the roster. Inside, yeah. outside, whatever <laughs> it was. Roster. Yeah, he's, he's just going to be there somewhere. That's where he is. Yeah, wild card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give him his own category, wild yeah. card. Wild card. <laughs> um, and then defensive backs, 10. Count them, 10 defensive backs. We've got Nasir Adderley, Bryce Callahan, Mike Davis, Alohi Gilman, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, Dion Leonard, Asante Samuel Jr., just Sear Taylor and JT Woods. Big overhaul there, too. Big, I mean, like huge. Tavon Campbell, all those guys that it's just it's a had to play revamped defensive yeah, completely back. Completely revamped. Field. I mean, who are the new the new guys? Bryce Callahan, JC Jackson, Deion Leonard, Just yep. Taylor, and JT Woods, all brand new. So half of that that room. Yep. Yeah, completely different. Defense is new, man. I'm excited to see what it does. I am yeah. super excited. And then the specialist, Josh Harris, Dustin, Dustin Hopkins, and JK Scott. So two-thirds of those new guys as well. I'm excited to see, you know, talking about the defensive line, I want to see what the run defense is going to be because obviously that was borderline abysmal last year, arguably the the linchpin to what the season ended up being. That's how it ended. Literally, that last drive of the season for us was that. Yeah. So I am anxious to see how the run defense does this year, and we are going to see it at that home opener. I am so excited to see all of these guys play so together. Excited. I just so excited. It's going to happen so soon. Um, all right. Well, now let's look over at some of the news. Haley Elwood tweeted out, Trey Pipkins the third is the Chargers starting right tackle, according to head coach Brandon Staley. So well, it's, it's been said. Good job, Give him Trey. a round of applause. The man worked his butt off and earned the spot. I, yeah. yeah. These coaches know a lot more about football than any of us do. They right. see something. I believe in him. Let's go get it, Trey. I don't yep. think they watched your last uh, coach's corner, but you or know. I was just wrong. It's possible. Yeah, I, um, I like to agree with you when you say that kind of thing most of the time. But you're not always wrong. You're you're right sometimes. We just gotta help. The, well, maybe we'll help him. He'll keep developing. Let's get after it, Trey. So Come we, on, we flip it. We're the shamelessly positive Trey Pipkins podcast yep. now. Absolutely, right? we're all I'm in. Your starter. Let's I, go. I was, I was thinking about it today. Like you know, we're talking about Trey Pipkins wanting to be at least you know, serviceable. You know, we talk about being serviceable. If we want him to be serviceable, what does that mean? Is it like winning half of his 
snaps, you know, keeping keeping Justin Herbert safe at least 50% of that's the time. More than that. It's more not, than that is that more than that is I don't definitely know. I'm, not that's service. why I'm asking the question. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. I just don't want him to get look foolish. I just think as long as he doesn't look foolish out there, then we're serviceable. Like <laughs> just the- swings and misses and just absolutely not in the right spot, lost in space. Just right. don't do those things. Keep the banana cream pies off to the side. The banana yeah. peels. Leave Keep them, them at off home. the field. Keep them Keep off the, the field. Seltzer bottles at home, folks. I don't want a, this guy to look foolish. Don't. <laughs> all right. No food fights on the sideline. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, well, let's look at over at Coach Daly, what he had to say about Trey Pipkins. He said, Trey Pipkins will be the starting right tackle for us. I told you. I will tell you when that expressed itself. <laughs> and I it expressed itself. Yeah. No, he didn't say that. Um, Trey had a very quality camp, as did Storm. It was a really good competition for our football team. Trey definitely earned that position. I'm really proud of Trey. He come. He He's come a long way since one year ago today. It's what the NFL means to me. That's why you stick with players. You don't ever stop. You don't ever give up on anybody. You stay with them. You keep at it and you keep competing together. Trey deserves full credit because he's the one that invested so much in this game. His coaches, his teammates on the O-line have really helped him get to where he's at today. Really proud of him. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Coach, you sold me. I'm in. I think maybe the guys around him are going to make that even better. He's going to get more confidence. He's going to feel start feeling where he needs to be and not whiff on stuff. That's going to be great. That, that is, that Coach, is sometimes it is okay to move on, though, from people. We don't have to always keep all of them all the time. Trey, right. let's go. It is yeah. what it is this year. Yeah. yeah. Just in general, you do have to cut people, right? Like Some people got to <laughs> well, go. Well, it's a thought. Obviously, he's not afraid to cut people. We've, we've seen, yeah. like I said, guys that have been drafted that were still on rookie contracts that got that got cut. So he's not afraid to do it. Um and then Daniel Popper uh, tweeted out, Brandon Staley said, cornerback J.C. Jackson is back in the building and lifting with the team. Jackson is wearing a walking boot and is day-to-day per Staley. Staley said team will have clear timetable once walking boot comes off. Let's go. It's going to happen. So you're telling me there's, telling a, chance. there's a chance. Yeah. There is a I, chance. What's, what's with all that one in a million talk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's very Absolutely. realistic. I think if he can get, you know, Monday next week, he's practicing, you know, boots off the end of this week and he's, you know, or this weekend. And then Monday when, you know, they have Raider week that starts, that's preparation. Monday is when they kick everything off. He's If he's involved in all the stuff starting Monday, he's going to play. There you go, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it from Kevin. <laughs> from me. Those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty reliable. Yeah. Well, if you want to go to a reliable website, go on over to chargechat.com where you can check out all the sweet stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other chargechatters on our member section and ask questions and ask Bolt fam. So go check out chargechat.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. I mean, obviously, if you want to subscribe, if you right don't there. want to subscribe, then you know, yeah, I, we're not. I understand. But Either way, it's fine. If you're continuously watching us, I get you it. You know, it YouTube far? puts it. Yeah, come Toss on. Just click. hit the subscribe. Just, yeah, just get it. 18 Ooh. minutes in, you're still listening. You're not subscribed. Come on. Who are we fooling for? Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. I mean, we're, we're again, we're, we are like an ant away from hitting that 3,000 mark. We're like, what? Less than 20, what? I think, at this point. Do, what happens at 3,000? Do we get a present? I mean, no. I, from no who? play buttons. For <laughs> <No. 3, 000. laughs> We're talking about this 3000, like, oh my God, they're going to roll up with like the Brinks truck and like, Wee-hee! I'm just saying, no. you know, no, I'll at least having... shoot off a sparkler or something. Yeah. We'll have some poppers. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some Daniel, Daniel good poppers. About it. Hey, we'll have some Daniel poppers when we hit 3000. There you go. Make it rain. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang. Well, now let's go on to the next segment. Do you know him? You freaking love him. Greg Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Greg Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. So at the time I'm recording this, the uh, initial 53-man roster hit and... I'm not going to say there were a ton of surprises. The guys have talked about it, I'm sure. And uh, all of you guys know what's what. But at this point, I will say uh, it's sad. Sad time to see Michael Bandy get the axe. Not super surprised. Just when you look around the roster and see some of the guys that they kept, only so many people they can keep in certain positions. And um, I mean, we can sit here and argue about QB3 all day long. Or Larry Roundtree is RB4. But we won't do that. This is what it is right now for the time being. And uh, looks like this is what the Chargers may roll into the season with. Now, I wouldn't be shocked that if in the coming days some other ch- changes are made, because again, this is only the initial. And by now, when you're watching this, some stuff very may well have already happened. But just a couple of things I want to touch on here. And I won't get bogged down in the Jerry Tillery thing because. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you already know how I feel about it. I've engaged in multiple conversations where I've repeated myself uh, over and over again. So I won't do that here. We all have our differing opinions. Just perfectly fine. Uh, who's to say who's right? We'll know when the season starts. And if the dude plays up to snuff, then great. I'm not against Jerry Tillery. Uh, just feel like it may be time to move on. And uh, at this point, they're kind of just, I've said this already, stuffing galls in a wound as opposed to stitching it up. But look, if the guy's gonna be a part of the team for the duration of the season, then I hope that he goes out and uh, overachieves in whatever fashion he can, whatever that really means. Whatever type of playing time and whatever part of the rotation he'll be. Of course, if he's a part of the team, I want him to succeed. And I know half of y'all won't care about this because if he plays well, then you'll be in my mentions on Twitter pretending like I never said this at all. So whatever, but I'm saying it now. If the guy makes the team, then I don't want him to fail, of course. I mean, this is the Chargers. This is the team that we root for. So, of course, we want every guy on the roster to perform. Um, But moving along from that. So, there are some cuts that have happened around the league that I think should interest the Chargers. A couple guys that I think would really help the team out in a few different areas. Now, I'm going to start off with uh, the tight end position. I know what you're thinking. Hey, Craig. You got McKitty, got Parham, uh, and Gerald Everett, of course, as the uh, number one tight end in the group. But what's kind of been a reoccurring theme this training camp and offseason with the tight end group? Dudes can't stay healthy. Uh, I've been a huge proponent, advocate for Donald Parham, but, you know, numerous injuries recently, a soft tissue situation with his hamstring. Haven't really been able to see what the guys like fully out there, you know, doing this thing on the field as a compliment to Gerald Everett as your second tight end, uh, you know, running sets where both he and Everett get out in the routes and you can use them both as weapons in the passing game. We haven't seen enough of that this offseason. So then you talk about Trey McKitty, who I've also been a big fan of. If you follow me draft before last, you know that uh, I saw the potential there and I understood that the guy that he was at Florida State is uh, the same type of cat that he could be for the Chargers. You could line him up at H-back, put him at fullback, um, and we've seen a little bit of that here and there. But again, someone else who dealt with some injuries. So we don't know quite what he is at this point, besides the fact that he is a very good blocking tight end. Great, right? Well, let's just say the Chargers find themselves in a situation where these guys are dealing with injuries again. And then suddenly... Those three dudes turn into one and then you're hoping that uh, Gerald Everett stays healthy and they don't want to play that game. Someone got cut that I think the Chargers should absolutely have on their radar. And it's someone that I wanted them to go after this offseason prior to the Everett signing. 
uh, was going to be cheap then will absolutely be cheap now. That's OJ Howard. He got released by the Bills. And you're talking about a freakishly gifted athlete for the position. Uh, hasn't really lived up to the billing in his time in the NFL thus far. Dealt with some injuries of his own. So I know what you're thinking. Well, Craig, you know, if he hasn't been able to stay on the field, then what sets him apart from the other two guys that you're mentioning? And I'm just saying that it's worth taking a fly on the dude. Um, you get him in, see what he's about. And if he can contribute, great. It'll cost you next to nothing to do, so it won't hurt. And then it's another high reward, low risk player. I'm all about that. Outside of that, there is a really freakishly athletic edge player that was cut by uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Goes by the name of Janarius Robinson. And I uh, got his RAS stuff right here. Now, look, if the Chargers staff is everything that they trump it up to be, then you're taking a flyer on someone with that athletic ability and that profile. Uh, someone that you can get into the system and work to develop, and it might be a diamond in the rough. You can mold someone with these attributes. And again, I trust Brandon Staley to figure out how to incorporate someone with this type of ability potentially into his defense long term. And then you get someone that you don't pay very much to get a hold of that turns into something potentially special. Get him in a room with a Khalil Mack, the Joey Bosa, and now you're looking at a situation where, uh, and also Kyle Van Noy, of course, playing a little bit of edge and uh, linebacker, inside linebacker as well. So it's another person that he can reference. Get him in a room with those guys across from a Chris Rump working together, and then you're building real depth there. And you're talking about a long-term situation where you've got the elder statesman, and it feels really weird, weird calling Joey that, but I mean, he is closer to the end than he is at the beginning, if you can believe it or not at this point. And just kind of some cues that I got from him in um, one of his interviews in the offseason, it kind of feels like uh, he's probably not as long for the game as many of us would hope that he'd be. Uh Definitely want to see him stick around for quite some time, but you got to prepare just in case. And then you might be building up two bookend edge players for later. And it just kind of solidifies your rotation as of right now. But for the future, you're pretty much situated then as well. So I just want to see them kind of get their hands on a couple guys here and there. And again, what we're seeing today or you know, when you're seeing this is Friday, but uh, today on Tuesday, right off after these initial cuts, this roster probably still looks a little bit differently moving forward. So if they can get their hands on a couple of these dudes or these dude, two dudes in particular, maybe some other people, I've seen some other names around the league that might make sense. Then again, you're cooking with gas, man. And I'm all about building this team out for the long haul because eventually you're going to have to pay uh, that guy number 10. And uh, if you've been able to develop some kids here in the coming year or two before you got to start shouting out that money i mean it's probably after next year then that helps your cause some other guys you won't really be able to afford and they'll have to walk but if you've developed some players behind them then you're doing what you're supposed to do as an organization and you uh have a foothold in the nfl for more than just a year or two and that window becomes a little bit wider so that's it for me y'all you know it's just me your boy uh, Mr. Bull Gang or Do Not Bang, also known on Twitter as TOP underscore FLYT3, and also catch me on YouTube at the Flight Deck Charger to the Game. Video should be out sometime within the next week. Uh, had a really hectic schedule here the last couple weeks. Uh, got some really awesome life news, and it's going to uh, free me up a little bit more so I can, uh, talk to y'all because i love doing that so uh till the next time again y'all know what it is take it easy stay bolted up and uh okay love you bye well thank you craig for another awesome craig experience so you're right i mean we yes round of applause for craig golf clap, golf clap. even even if he is drafting raiders in the fantasy league um <laughs> but Bullshit. you make, <laughs> you make <laughs> even <laughs> that aside you make some good points, Craig. I mean, obviously, <laughs> some of the some of the arguments that we as Charger fans have with each other, with the wall, with the clouds, it's just like we get it. Obviously, we Jerry Tillery is still being on the team. We we need to support Jerry Tillery. And like I said, this might be a situation where we're like, okay, well, now he's surrounded by a bunch of different guys. Maybe his play 
comes up a little bit. I'm shamelessly positive. I'm looking for an opportunity Dude, for Cherry to do well. It'll be way more fun for us when we start getting on the train and then he starts doing well and we're choo, like, choo. we kind of saw that coming, right, guys? You know, yeah, let's choo, get on choo, the train Kevin. now, get supported. Let's hold it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, ride the train and ride it. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know, guys getting cut, there could be some players that might end up on this team. You never know. You never know yeah, what could happen in the future. So, never know. Um, again, Craig, thank you uh, for taking a look at that. Um, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is the Bolt Beat with Bolt. my man, Jason Beat. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. I'm Jason Reed, acting side expert over at boltbeat.com. Follow us on Twitter, BB underscore chargers, or myself on Twitter at eatyourreadies. This week, we got a lot to talk about. So, of course, we have the Chargers content creators fantasy football draft. We alluded to it last week. The Chargers chat guys have talked about it plenty. That's that's in the books. The draft is in the books. 14-team league. Not going to lie. Not very happy with my team. A lot of Charger fans. You guys out there probably not happy with my team either. Um, we also have some betting odds. So we don't have Charger games yet. That is next week. I cannot wait. I'm counting down the days. However, you know, I can't give my picks out this soon. We're 10 plus days away at the time of recording this. Instead, I'm going to give out some non-Chargers season bets that I like. These are future bets not involving the Chargers. I want to save those for, you know, the weekly stuff once the season gets going. But these are non-Chargers bets. Uh, future bets, I'm going to touch on those. And then to wrap it up, I just want to touch on the 53-man roster. It was finalized Tuesday. Um, there's a lot not there's a lot of takeaways, but not a lot of takeaways. Because I feel like the takeaways we would have had, we kind of already knew going into the final day. Like, we knew that they were keeping three quarterbacks, etc. Won't spoil it too much there. First content creators fantasy football draft. So I got my phone here, very professional, holding my phone on camera. And my team, look, it's not great, but it's a 14-team league. What do you expect when you have a 14-team league? I mean, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of you know smart, quality content creators and fantasy football managers. I wasn't expecting to get a killer team. And quite frankly, it's, it's a little rough in areas. My dog just literally groaned. I don't know if my mic picked that up, but I'm talking about it and he's upset about it. So I had the sixth or seventh overall pick. I don't recall. I said I was going to do a poll on Twitter. Completely blanked. Hand up. That's on me. I went with Jamar Chase. So last year, some background. I've been playing fantasy football every year since my freshman year of high school, which was 2012. I know I'm a little young. I'm 24 years old this month. Happy early birthday to me. And last year was the first year I had ever made the playoffs in fantasy football playing one to two leagues a year. And the league I made the playoffs and I actually won the finals in, I took a new strategy I've never had before. It was to stack an offense. I had Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Devontae Adams all on the same team. So this year, I was like, okay, let's stack an offense. By the time my pick went around, Eckler was taken. I knew Herbert was going to be taken in the first round. As much as I love Herbert, like I, I didn't want to take him in the first and then still miss out on Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. It just wasn't possible to stack the Chargers in this league. So I was like, okay, let me go with the Bengals. I took Jamar Chase, first round. Okay, I'm fine with that. Round two, or was it round three? I took T. Higgins. So that's my second wide receiver. I was like, okay, let's stack wide receiver. In my mind, I was like, let's go Joe Mixon round two. Nope, didn't get Joe Mixon. He was obviously taken way before that. Um, so my two receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. That's the only Bengals I have. So I didn't even end up stacking them. I have Travis Kelsey over at tight end. I believe he was my second or third round pick. Um, quarterback, we'll save that for last. Uh, my two running backs, we have Clyde edwards Elaire and Ramadre Stevenson. Again, not great. It's got a chief on the roster. I don't love that. And then my wide receiver flex, I have a uh, Jalen Waddle, which was actually an accidental pick. I wanted to take a running back, uh, the the Texans running back, and um, I was eating wings and my fingers were dirty and I didn't make the pick on time. That's on me. Uh, kicker Matt Gay, defense Kansas City. I took those late in the draft. Doesn't really matter. My bench, it's all rookies. I mean, I have Brian Robinson Jr., who is unfortunately part of that. You know tragic um you know robbery attempt he got shot he's okay but we don't know how he's going to play that doesn't even matter um if he's going to play i should say but that doesn't even matter his you know health is obviously more important we have george pickens isaiah pacheco garrett wilson chris watson um christian watson so all rookies there but my quarterback the one i'm getting the most flack for Derek carr and rightfully so look it's Derek carr nobody likes Derek call car we all make fun of him you know everyone raider fans think he's elite we know he's not elite he's just kirk cousins 2.0 look i was in a spot in the draft I needed a quarterback. It was him. And I don't even remember what the other option was. It was pretty bad. And I had to take someone. And in my mind, the Raiders are just going to be so bad that the, the defense is always going to let up a bunch of points because that defense is horrible. And they just traded another corner today, the day of recording this. 
So Derek Carr is going to put up a lot of garbage time points. That's my spin on this. I mean, Blake Bortles had a great year in like 2015. No one thought he was a good quarterback, but he had like 4,000 passing yards and like 30 touchdowns. That's what I'm think- feeling out of Derek Carr. Not overly impressive, not a pro bowl or anything like that. Just a lot of garbage time points. That's what I'm hoping for. That way we can get the best of both worlds. Um, speaking of Derek Carr and the Raiders, though, when we talk on my future picks, hold on first. Let me know what you think of my fantasy team. I know you're going to just bash it because it has Derek Carr, but be honest. What do you think of my fantasy team? Speaking of Carr and the Raiders, though, one of my favorite future bets. So I have four future bets for you today. Non-Chargers future bets that I like. I may or may not have money on all of these or some of these and some more than others. Um, a little bit of a degenerate, if I'm being honest. Um, one of my favorite bets, probably my favorite futures bet that's not Chargers related, is Raiders under eight and a half wins. So that's, you know, even money, it's minus 105 consensus. Um, and look, the, the case is simple. The AFC West is loaded. We root against the Chiefs. We root against the Broncos. We root against the Raiders. I respect the Chiefs and Broncos. You know, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. He's a little cringy. He's on the decline, but he's a great quarterback. Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. Andy Reid's a great head coach. They're obviously established. The Broncos, you know, they have a decent roster around Russell Wilson, although they're kind of top-heavy and have some holes. Um, The Raiders, on the other hand, it's just hard for me to see a path in which they are a contending team, in which they are a playoff team, quite frankly. Eight and a half wins. This means, if you bet the over, are they going to go nine and eight? Are they going to be the same as they were last year? Probably not. Or did they go 10 and seven? I don't even remember. I don't care, honestly. They're not. They're the losing team. Someone has to lose in this division. They have the second hardest schedule of anyone in the division, only ahead of the Chiefs. And their schedule is, whew, let me tell you, it's like, here's their way down here. Everyone else is like, it's just so much harder than everyone else's. But yes, they have Derek Carr. Yes, they have Devontae Adams. I shouldn't even say, yes, they have Derek Carr. Why is that a compliment? Yes, they have Devontae Adams. Yes, they have Hunter Renfro. Yes, they have Darren Waller. They have a quarterback who can manage the game. You know, I will give them that. Their offensive line is horrible, though. And the game-managing quarterback is not good behind a bad offensive line. The run game, I think, is overrated. Josh Jacobs is fine. I don't think he's anything like spectacular. And I don't think the depth behind him is necessarily all that impressive either. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. Max Crosby's great. Don't get me wrong. But I do feel like he's a little bit overrated because if you look at the pressure numbers generated, you know, PFF versus uh, pro football reference, it's like a discrepancy of like 50. Like, I, I don't... PFF, you know, I, I'm not... I know they've had their things with the Bengals and everything. I don't think they're inflating Max Crosby's pressure numbers, but I think he's a little bit overrated. And I think Chandler Jones is extremely overrated. He had almost half, not almost half, but he had a lot of his pressures and sacks in week one against the Tennessee Titans team who was battling COVID, if I believe. And then was just, you know, you know, in Wosu the rest of the year, which in Wosu is a fine player, but no one would be clamoring over the Raiders if they signed in Wosu over Chandler Jones. So I don't think that's that big of an addition. Denzel Perryman had a good year. He's an average linebacker, slightly above average. I'll give that to him, but that's not even that important in today's NFL. What's important is the secondary and the pass rush. Yes, they have a decent pass rush. Chargers have a good O-line. They're coming up against good O-lines across the division. And the secondary is awful. Teams are going to be scoring on that team nonstop. And the Raiders, they almost remind me of a worse version of the Chargers last year. The Chargers had a bottom five offense. They had weapons, but they had an elite quarterback. So you're, you're thinking bottom five offense, with some, with some, or bottom five defense, excuse me, with some good pass rushers, Joey Bosa and Cheno Nwosu, with a great offense, with an elite quarterback, and they still went nine and eight. So then you take the Raiders. Worse secondary than the Chargers arguably had last year because they don't have a Derwin James out there. Um, pass rush, I would say equal, maybe slightly better than the Chargers were last year, but even then, you know, that's hit or miss. Um, offensive line, worse than the Chargers had last year. Quarterback, worse than the Chargers had last year. The weapons, I'd say, are marginally better, but I don't think it's actually that much better when you factor in Austin Eckler as well. So how are they going to go the same as the Chargers? Yes, every year is different. Every opponent is different, but I just don't see how they win nine games, and I think it's free money to bet they're under. Biased or not biased, if I was a you know Falcons fan, I would think this same bet, which I would never be a Falcons fan because one of my other futures is the Falcons' worst record at plus 550. They are tied for the third highest odds, third lowest odds, lowest uh, of any NFL team. Look, I think Atlanta's a dumpster fire. I don't believe in their head coach. They have Marcus Mariota at quarterback, who is the backup for Derek Carr. What is that telling you? Um, they don't have any skill position guys outside of Kyle Pitts that I really like. I don't think Cordell Patterson is going to have the same impact he had last year. And it was kind of top-heavy with his season. Like His really good games were great, but then outside of that, he was good, but not like you know spectacular. And the defensive side of the ball isn't very good either. I just, there's, I think the Falcons are the least talented team in the league, and that's counting the Houston Texans. And that's because I think Davis Mills is better than Mac Jones, but that's a completely different argument. That's like my bold take of the NFL season. Um, so I have Falcons worst record plus 550. Another negative one. 
I have Mike McCarthy, first coach fired, plus 450. He actually has the second highest odds, only behind Matt Rule, or second lowest odds. Uh, Matt Rule, you know, he's obviously the consensus favorite with everything going on in Carolina. And, you know, I, I think honestly, if you're going to, if you think it's a coin flip and you want to put, you know, one unit on each, or let's just say $100, because plus 450, you put $100 on Rule, $100 on McCarthy. One of them wins, you're coming out positive no matter what. I like McCarthy more because I think there's, more expectations in Dallas. And I don't think Dallas is going to be very good this year. And that's going to, you know, prompt Jerry Jones to do something sooner rather than later. And then finally, a positive one. I have the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I know there's a little bit of beef between Chargers fans and Dolphins fans. I have them making the playoffs at plus 157. The case for Miami, look, two is obviously not Justin Herbert. We, he's not even in the same conversation. So let's not even start that. But I do think he has had an unfavorable start to his career. I don't think he's as horrible as we've seen, whether it be the offensive coordinator and not having plays for him, bad weapons, bad offensive line, all of the above. He hasn't had a good start. Now he's in a system where he has a better offensive line. He has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. You know, he has other weapons as well. He has a new head coach, Mike McDaniel, who's coming from the 49ers. And I think this Dolphins team is going to be the AFC's 49ers, where they're going to have a mediocre quarterback who can manage the game Tua equals Jimmy G. And they're going to have weapons where they throw the ball short, you know, and they get yak yards, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle versus Debo Samuel. And he named the San Francisco 49ers running back. They always have different weeks. Um, and then, you know, they have the, the good defense. They have a good defense. They went nine and eight last year. And you look at the rest of the AFC. I don't like the AFC East. I think the Patriots are going to regress this year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think the Bengals are going to regress. Um, the Ravens are obviously going to be better, but the Steelers just don't have the quarterback. You know, Deshaun Watson's out for 11 games, should be 17. Um, and then you look over at the AFC West, and it's like Chargers and Chiefs are a lock. I, I think the Chargers are going to make it. I think the Raiders are going to have a losing record. So then what are we looking at? Oh, and then the AFC South, I think the Titans are going to get worse, and the other teams in that division aren't playoff teams. So I think if you're looking at it, you're looking at the Colts winning the division. I have the Ravens winning the division, the Bills winning the division, the Chargers winning the division. And then you have three playoff teams. You have the Chiefs. I mean, we have to pencil them in. You have the um, the Bengals. And then you have the Broncos slash the Dolphins as the next option slash Raiders. But come on, let's be honest, slash Titans. I think the Dolphins are the best of those teams. So I'm taking Dolphins, make the playoffs, plus 157. So those are my four prop bets next week as we hype up week one. I'm so excited. I'll have our picks against the spread, our over-under, and any player props for you to look out on if you want to make some money. Hopefully make some money. I don't want to give the listeners uh, bad picks that lose money. But be on the lookout for that. As far as the 53-man roster, to button up this bolt beat, it's I, I don't know what to say because some of the frustrations is stuff we've kind of already covered and things we already known. The, four, the three quarterbacks, the four running backs, we already knew they were going in this direction. So it's kind of like crying over spoiled milk at this point to complain about it. It is what it is. You know, yes, I would have preferred to see Michael Bandy make the roster over Easton stick. And I got in a debate with a charger fan on this on Twitter. And it's like, look, whatever you think Bandy's going to do as a wide receiver six, it's still going to be more impactful than Easton stick as the third quarterback. Yes, Justin Herbert likes the quarterback room. He says that. What is he going to say? Is he going to come out and be like, no, nah, I hate those guys. I hate my quarterback room. Of course, he's going to say he loves the dynamic one. Two, Easton Stick's not going to get claimed. I mean, anyone who's watched him in the preseason the last four years, you know, he's not fantastic. He's not, you know, he's he, there's so many quarterbacks. Kellen Mond in Minnesota just got let go. A bunch of other quarterbacks have gotten let go. I don't think Stick is like, so much better than those guys that he would instantly get claimed, I think he would go to the practice squad. And then you could still have him in the building around the guys and helping prepare. You know, the same, you know, by the time you listen to this, Michael Mann, you might have already been claimed. He might not have been claimed. We might have hit hit the gold mine and he's still on the practice squad. And that's great. But I just think having depth at receiver is really important at skill position specifically because injuries in, are inevitable in the NFL. Charger fans hate when I say this, but like the Chargers are going to have injuries this year. It's going to happen. The question then becomes, A, which positions do they suffer injuries? Obviously, the, the team wants to manage the workload of certain positions like a running back to make sure they don't happen. But B, how they respond to those injuries. If we're expecting an injury-free season for the Chargers, that's just, you know, that that's not going to happen. It's football. It's a physical game. Every team gets injured. And you never know what can happen. You know, you never know what can happen in a skill position, especially, especially when you have someone who has, who has you know, taken this opportunity, has been great in the preseason, has earned it to miss out for, you know, a third quarterback again, but it's crying over spoiled Mick at this point. 
I think the only real big surprise was Mark Webb not making the roster. Although on my 53-man roster prediction over at boltbeat.com, go check it out. Um, I didn't have him making the roster just because his injury concerns last year. He missed some practices this year with another injury. The best ability is availability. And I think they were, you know, the Chargers looked at it like, hey, let's put him on the practice squad. I don't think he's going to get claimed. We'll do a Joe Reed approach where Joe Reed got put on the practice squad as he was dealing with an injury. Let him get up to full speed. And then if Dean Leonard, you know, struggles or if someone gets hurt in the secondary, Mark Webb's the first guy up, you know, and they feel comfortable with it. So I think that's kind of the, the logic there. Um, and then the other surprise was um, Amin Ogbong Bamiga. I always mess up his name. Sorry if I mispronounced it. Making the roster. Um, Chargers undervalue linebacker. They don't pay for linebacker. They didn't pay for Kaiser White. Um, but then they include a sixth linebacker on the depth chart. It was a little bit surprising to me. I thought they might go this route and have like a more, obviously more special teams approach to the back end of the roster. I don't think that's like a hot take or anything. I just thought they were going to go with Raheem Lame, the undrafted free agent. I do think he has legitimate special teams value and he's in the secondary, which Brandon Staley values. Instead, they went Dean Leonard and then went Amon instead. I also had Hunter Camp Moyer making it because I, you know, I wasn't sure of the injury status of Donald Parham. Again, Hunter has um, special teams value. He he was taking Drew Tranquil's special teams reps when Tranquil was banged up for a little bit there. So, you know, that was the only real surprises and the rest was kind of what we expected. The one thing I'll leave you guys with before you get back to the Charger Chat guys is a question for you. Now, by the time this airs, you know, because the internet and how long these these things take to put together, this answer might already, this question might already be answered. So just ignore me. Call me stupid in the chat. Just kidding. Don't call me that. I'm very sensitive. Um, should Justin Jackson return to the Chargers? Justin Jackson waived by the Detroit Lions um, despite having a fantastic preseason. Um, he was waived. They chose other running backs over him. Should the Chargers go out and Bring in Justin Jackson to replace Larry Roundtree on the active roster. We have four running backs right now. Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, and Larry Roundtree. Should Justin Jackson be that fourth running back after a solid preseason, after an offseason where they arguably shouldn't have let him go in the first place, and considering that Larry Roundtree really hasn't stepped up like we wanted slash expected him to in training camp? Let me know what you think. Let me know in the YouTube comments. Uh, leave the Charger Chat guys a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let me know down there. Um, again, don't call me dumb, though. I'm very sensitive. Um, and thank you all for listening. Thank you all for welcoming me on this Charger Chat podcast. It's been a blast. Back to the guys. Jason, don't try to spin the drafting uh-huh. of Derek Carr. I understand yeah, you feel mistake. like a jackass because you did it. <laughs> don't try to spin it to make it sound like you made a good move. You did it. Don't spin it. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. But what Guilty. I do like about the Ra- the Raider portion of your segment is betting that they're not that the Raiders are not going to win nine games. I'm into yeah. the under on that. I, I need to find under. a place to allow that bet because I'm I'm in game in yeah. on that. As we may mention, this is a, a a tough a tough division. AFC West. You've got the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. And, and the right Raiders now, are cutting first round Raiders picks are cutting right. first round <laughs> yeah. linemen. Wholesale. Like come on, like how can you expect them to really? even make it to the playoffs at this point. Like it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. And I would absolutely take that bet on the, on the under for the Raiders. Um, and then to answer your question, as far as picking Justin Jackson back up, I don't know, man. I mean, I was actually kind of, I don't want to say that I was happy that he was gone, you know, that, that the chargers didn't, you know, keep him on or whatever, anything like that. Obviously I want, these guys have their livelihoods and I'm not celebrating when we, you know, a guy doesn't have a job. Um, But I feel like the talent of running back that we have right now, especially after seeing the explosiveness of Joshua Kelly um, and knowing the potential of Isaiah Spiller. I mean, really, are we talking about taking Justin and letting go of Roundtree? Is that the idea? I think that's the idea is, and and I wouldn't, you know, I think it was, you know, what, what are they, what did Detroit sign him for? I don't have the numbers in front of me. So they lured him over there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And we were, I don't know if we offered him something or didn't. So if he want, you know, if he were to want to come back on a cheaper deal, I would, I think that's an upgrade over Larry Roundtree. Uh, So bring him back as the fourth string running back. I, I, if, it was an option and you can mm-hmm. make that work. I think he's a better running back than Roundtree. And what we have with Kelly, what we have with Spiller, those are those big power guys. Like we talked about all the time. Like we, right. an extra shifty guy that, you know, he, he definitely did work for us um, in, in previous years. So if he's healthy, sure. I don't see, you know, coach always says he's going to walk, look around the NFL and really evaluate everything. And why not come home? You know, 
could make it work. I mean, but would you rather Justin Jackson over who we're we talking about? Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, like other caliber running backs that are being let go by other teams. Would you rather Justin Jackson over those guys? Well, the age thing, I would. Some of these yeah. older guys, I probably would. And the familiarity, there's something to be said for that. He was just here. He's just familiar with everyone. It'd be easier for him to jump in and get going right away. That's okay. my thought, at least. What do you think, Kyle? I don't know. Either way, he's jumping in as the number four guy. I don't think you bring Justin Jackson back in and he becomes the two or three. So I don't, I don't even think he's interested in that type of role or position. His, his stage in his career right now, he's still in his prime. I mean, he just finished his rookie contract. That's when you should be looking for that big payday, looking to get reps. Like he wants to go somewhere where he can play. The amount of reps that he's going to get in our backfield is going to be so minimal because he doesn't, he offers what we already have, like the Josh Kelly's and the Isaiah Spillers and the Austin Eckler's. Like that's Justin Jackson is that. So we already chose Josh Kelly over Justin Jackson. So Larry Roundtree is that big bruiser that gets two yards when you need two yards. Um, Justin Jackson doesn't do that. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really see that the fit there. And who yeah. knows? This may be a moot point. He might have already gone somewhere else by the time this by episode the time comes, this out comes out on Friday. Up. So who knows? Tomato, tomato. That's right. Well, Jason, thank you for giving Thanks, us another brother. fantastic yeah. bolt beat. Uh, yeah, don't don't make fun of him, folks. He's a sensitive guy. He's I've a nice guy. Him. Yeah, I don't want to see Jason cry. Okay, no, that's no. all I'm saying. I don't want to see that. No. Um, all right, gang. Well, uh, I think I think that's it. For this episode of the Charger Chat, any it's Raider Week final thoughts? Yeah, it's Raider Week. Next time we're on here, it's Raider Week. <sighs> oh, <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> so ridiculous how excited I am. We are just that much I'm closer scared. to the home opener, to walking into SoFi Stadium and skipping, see, seeing, skipping into skipping, the into SoFi yeah, Stadium, floating, you know, yeah. anything <laughs> yeah. into SoFi Stadium, warming our way in. Piggybacking. (laughs) You name it, we'll do it. (laughs) So I can't wait to see these guys hit the field. We'll talk about it more on Tuesday. But until then, I think that's going to do it for us here at the Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.